What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the RP Experience. I'm your host, Andrew Regenhard, uh, with Real Producers. And today we're going to be talking with Lee Willis, one of our top producing agents in the area. Lee, it's great having you on. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Awesome. Lee got her real estate uh, license at the age of 25. And by 30, she was selling real estate full time. Uh, she actually moved down here to Naples from Kentucky, and Lee decided to relaunch her real estate business and open the Willis Group LLC. Uh, today, Lee's brokerage firm in is, includes five other agents in addition to herself. So uh, we're excited to have you on. Thank you so much, Andrew. Yeah. So so tell us a little bit. How did you first want um, get turned on to real estate at, at the age of 25? Um, and, and what kind of sparked that interest? Well, out of college, I was a dental hygienist for a few years. And during that time, I had a couple of properties that I rehabbed and made into rental properties. Okay. So I liked it so much. And then I went a different direction, though. I had a restaurant for a few years. During that time, though, I kept flipping properties and working and got my license. Yeah. And then after I sold the restaurant, full time, full in with awesome. real estate. Yeah. Was restaurant, like getting out of the restaurant industry, like the best day of your life? I heard it was I've the best day of my <laughs> life because it was just such hard work, such I've long hours. That. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that you from know, other restaurant have, owners. Yeah. Like, you know, the bus boy goes to take the garbage out and he doesn't come back. He goes to meet his girlfriend <laughs> for a late date. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're like, um, hello. Washing dishes, bussing tables. Yeah. yeah all of it. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, I heard it's a it's an industry that people like think they want to get into it, and then they say the best the best and most successful day they've ever had is when they got out. When of they it. got out of it, yes, it interesting. Was, yeah. So I was happy to get into real estate. So you're saying then, like some of those properties that you were you know flipping and different things, mm -hmm. that's kind of what made you passionate about real estate. It then? was. I loved okay. it. I loved taking something that was run down and had but had huge potential, and mm -hmm. then I had a really good crew and and. The town I lived in and in Lexington. So it, it worked out great. Yeah. So you were in Kentucky. So um, how long were you in Kentucky? And then what pushed you to, to come down here in Naples? I was in, I grew up in Kentucky, in southern Kentucky, lived in uh, Lexington my adult life. And then we moved down in, I think, 2002. And the reason okay. we moved down is my husband said, the only way I'm going to get you out of real estate is to move out of state. So he, so we both love Naples, so we yeah. moved down here. and then Were you guys visiting here a lot beforehand then? Oh, we did. We visited. We had yeah. friends here, and yeah. I said, that would be fine. That's a beautiful area. So we moved down, and um, I got my real estate license. And then this time I got my broker's license so I could have right. it for myself, and then yeah. eventually it became the small business. That's so cool. That's yeah. awesome. And so 2002. And so did you, did you take a little bit of, you know, a lot of people move down here and they're like, well, I want a vacation for the first year living in, in Naples. Did you take any time off or did you get right into real estate? No, I, to I took some time off. I tried golf. I'm, I'm just a terrible golfer. So <laughs> I knew that wasn't going to be, two of us. I knew that I wasn't going to be my life. And, um, that I just, we started buying rental properties here as well. Okay. Uh, doing 1031 exchanges out of some properties in Kentucky, moved them down here and it just was very helpful yeah. to have my broker's license. That's awesome. Now, now are you still very involved in the, um, the rental game? Are you still, do you still have a lot of properties that? No, we no? sold them and now I just help other people find rental properties. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, that's great. Uh, have you ever listened to the the podcast called Bigger Pockets? Yes. I, uh, that's one of, when I, 
back in my past career when I would deploy. Um, I had a lot of time, you know, that I could uh -huh. listen. And that was one that I listened to a lot. It actually was one of the probably driving factors that got me involved in Real Producers because it was based around real estate. And I just yeah, thought... you just loved it. Real estate was such a cool, like, cool industry. It's a know? very cool industry. And no two days are the same. No, I bet not. Which I love. You can't get bored. It's not Groundhog's Day. No, it is sure. never Groundhog's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, well, great. Well, welcome. The to Today's talk topic is really about long-lasting relationships. Mm. Um, I know you've been working um, with a lot of your clients for time after time after time. You know, they keep coming back to you for to sell their home again, to move into another. Um, and so we're going to talk about a little, th you know, a couple of different things that you would suggest to an individual. And obviously, there's going to be a lot that gears around the real estate and the, the clients in regards to that. Um, but this is, can be applied to a lot of businesses. You know, it's, it's about relationships and clients can be your client in any other, any other industry. Um, so what would you say is the best or one of the most important ways to maintain a strong relationship with your clients? I think one of the most important things is communication, clear communication with them. And to, to stay in touch, even after the deal is over. I mean, you don't just shake hands, give them the keys. You stay in touch long term. I um, started sending out, like, Thanksgiving cards years ago because I felt like the holiday cards got lost. But the That's Thanksgiving true. card, and then one year I didn't send them, and I had so many people go, oh, is everything okay? So <laughs> I'm like, yeah, everything's fine. Well, I just skipped a year, but I'll not be doing that again. <laughs> so, <laughs> I learned. Yeah, I learned not to skip that not one. I to skip the Thanksgiving cards, but they're really fun to design and do. Um, then I like to send clips of, uh, like, newspapers or uh, something that might have to do with them if they're back up north, something that might have to do with their community or something of interest to them. Um, let's just say they, yeah, they're a, a charity that they're involved with. If I know about that, I'll, if I see something in the paper, you know, or in a magazine, I'll just try to stay, keep that personal touch. Right. So something that's really applicable to them, right? Mm -hmm. Like, is that yeah, what you're saying? To their okay. family. If they're yeah. sure, if they're expecting a grandchild and you know it, you want to check in and see how everybody's doing and mm -hmm. yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, well, interesting. So um, what do you think the best, like, uh, what is the best way to learn and understand your clients? You know, it's sometimes difficult to read clients. It's sometimes um, clients are a little bit more closed-minded. They're not um, as open as mm -hmm. sometimes you you need them to to be able to be, to be able to understand them and, and get them news, you know, paper or magazine or clips or something applicable that you could send to them. So what are some questions maybe that you ask to when getting to know your clients? Well, I use an old fashioned legal pad for the first time All I talk right. to my clients because I have to, even though we can email back and forth and text, it's just so important to have that first conversation. Mm -hmm. And you can tell and just ask them questions, you know, exactly what they're looking for, what their expectations are. Um, are they familiar with this market? Mm -hmm. Do they have any idea how large this county is? Because mm -hmm. when they say, well, we want to look all over Collier County, I'm not sure they understand that the county is larger than a couple of states. Right, so, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, I still, it's based based on what they want. Like, if, if they're more visual, then I'll send them a map and mark all the neighborhoods we're going to see. Um I asked them so do questions. you ask them that if they're, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Did yeah. you ask them if they're like a visual versus an audio learner and no, stuff? I like can just kind of tell from their okay. communications okay. how they okay. want to be. The first thing I'll ask them too is what they're most comfortable with going forward. Do they want me to text? Do they prefer emails? Do they prefer 
telephone calls. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. when's the best time to call? Because you don't want to call somebody working from home in the middle right. of a, a work, work day. day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I think it's always polite immediately to ask them if, if this is a good time to talk. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. something could have happened during the day and now it's not a good time. Right. Instead of me just launching into what I have to tell them. Oh my gosh, so this listing, blah, 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 yeah, right? Exactly. And they're like, exactly. Um, I'm like, you know, yeah. very busy right this second. Let's talk in an hour. Yeah. 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 So. I feel like people, once you get on the phone though, I feel like it's it's almost, if, you're, if you've answered the phone, people now think it's a good time to talk and they don't have that respect. Um, it's like, oh, well you answered, so it must be a good time, so let me tell you about everything. It's like, no, I, I answered to be courteous, <laughs> exactly. you know, to not ignore you, right? Like, is everything okay? Right. Is everything good? Right. Can I talk to you in a second, you know? Right, and something going wrong with the sale? Yeah. Yeah, they're like, well, why didn't you text me? Because I wanted to talk to you, you yeah. know? I, I didn't want to text you. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I think it's uh, it's probably something that the texting and the my, I mean you know, probably my generation has is texting. abused and yeah. and changed <laughs> in a little bit or influenced however you want to say it. So, well, <clears throat> with that kind of said, what do you find for to be the best form of communication, um, or maybe what's the most um, most abundant? Like, what do you use the most for for different uh, communications? You know, I probably still use email. Okay. A lot that because there's usually a lot more to convey than just a text. If we're in negotiations and needing to put it in writing, it's a it's a good thing. So I make sure I have exactly what they want me to convey in the contract or the gotcha. listing agreement. Mm-hmm. And I don't know email. They're able to then you have the string of it like you do with your text. But it, I think most of my clients prefer that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know email is so powerful. I I think people forget that there is a string. There is at least some mm-hmm. understanding because. There's so many times that I forgot, but I know, hey, I know I sent an email on that. And, and you I can, can go recover back search. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can go back and good. search, um, which is which is good. So um, what do you say your favorite part of working and building relationships is with your clients? Like what, what motivates you? What, pa- what are you passionate about? I'm passionate about hoping that we'll end up being good friends. Uh, four of my five agents were my clients when they came down here. And so then I said, look, you'd be great agents, great agents. You should get your license. And and they have. And it's been amazing um, watching them transition from just moving down here and not know, not being sure what they want to do to becoming really good agents. Interesting. What yeah. do you think made them good agents? You can just, you can, well, first of all, you just can't teach common sense, right? Mm-hmm. And they all have, such good common sense and they're good communicators and um they're business minded and they take copious notes and so yeah they're just yeah you can just tell somebody's going to be good in sales yeah of course they have to have that communication skill they Mm -hmm. have to be able to not bs but be able to be relevant Mm -hmm. i think is a good way to say it because um and be available yeah and be available be able to pick up the phone be be ready to to answer the the not so pleasant questions right i think that's a that's a good one because a lot of people are like oh well you know i don't want to answer that phone call i don't want to do that you know i don't want to do that it's like that's when they need you the most you know what i mean like that's when it's super important so um can you share just with the listeners uh, a time that you had an experience with your your clients that might have sticked out a little bit more than than a different one? 
Good and bad. <laughs> I had. Um, Let's hear the bad first. The bad first. Well, yeah. I was showing it uh, to a really nice lady around a few years ago, and we were in a beautiful neighborhood here, golf community, just gorgeous. And she wasn't watching where she was going. She stepped off the curb and broke her ankle. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. During the showing, like why? Yeah, we were touring the club and uh, came out of a pro shop, and there she that was it was horrible. She was from out of state and. Couldn't fly for a while. You can't, no. No, no. and, uh, you know, uh, she couldn't wait in an emergency room, so we were calling in favors left and right to get her. I immediately called 911 because I just panicked. Yeah, <laughs> so, which you should, you know, which, when in doubt, yeah. Yeah, and then she didn't want the ambulance to come, and anyway, it was, yeah, that was that was oh the bad. <laughs> that was the experience that so, stood out. When someone's yeah. traveling, people don't realize that. Um, yeah. My mom traveled to North Dakota for my graduation, and she slipped in the ice and broke her wrist. And it was like, it was this huge ordeal of like trying to get back home. Then she finally got back home and then she had to, you know, get a surgery there. And it's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm so sad. That's, that's not fun to deal with. No, it was not. She was a trooper about it, but it was a long ordeal for her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. What about good? On a positive note. On a real positive note. Let's see. So last year I um, listed a place on Fifth Avenue, a condo. And I, I was sitting at my computer. I just done the input into MLS. About six minutes later, I get a call from a guy in Michigan. And he said, I want to buy that condo. I was like, what condo? Because I thought maybe he was talking about one of you know, the other listings. And he said, the one on fifth that you just put on. I'm like, I haven't had that on five or six minutes. And he said, yeah, he goes, I already had a hit on my phone and I saw it and I just want to buy it. I'm like, do you know where, where it's located? Are you familiar with Naples? He's like, yeah, I've been there. I know where the building he from? is. He was from Michigan. Oh, my gosh. And I, I thought, is this a, am I being pranked or something? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But five do you know, minutes. Five minutes. And he's the nicest guy. And don't you know he bought it? And that was it. And we closed like in a couple of weeks. Oh, my God. How did, I wonder he, how he, he came down, though, because I said, I yeah. really, really, really would love for you to come see it. Right. Right. I can. I give you a video tour and everything, but I want you to see it. I think you should see it since you've never been in the building. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I wonder how he got such a quick notification. He said it was Zillow. So he had like a search set up to ping him or something. And it was the first day he had set that up. It's the first day he had set up the Zillow. Oh, that's perfect. And it pinged him on his, what he wanted. Isn't that something? Interesting. Thanks Zillow. Yeah. Zillow has good and bad things, right? Yeah, so, has good and bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. Hopefully Zillow's not listening. But they're probably like Google. They're always listening. They're always listening, right, always listening, right, right. Interesting. So um, what are some things you suggest to uh, an individual, the listener, um, to not do um, with clients or that you've learned over your experience um, working with so many clients right. that you wish you would have known when you first started? <laughs> One thing is don't give unsolicited advice on anything. I mean, I, I'll never forget when I first started in Lexington showing this couple a house, and they were under contract. They were getting ready to write an offer. We weren't under contract yet. And I go bouncing in. I'm like, so, walking around going, oh, I guess the first thing you'll do is change this paint color, of this awful green, right? And they're like, look at each other, and they're like, well, why would we do that? This is the pretty much the color of our house up north. <laughs> so. Oh, Where do you awkward. go from there? You yeah. can't, you've got nowhere to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> you just yeah, dug, exactly. dug yourself a little yeah. a hole. Oh, wow. it, was, it was such a bad shade. So I was like, from then on out, unless somebody really, uh, no opinions on decorating. And 
Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you no, like that green? A, yeah. Beautiful. Just beautiful. top notch. Yeah. If no, you no, like I it, see it, unless it bangs I like ball, it, but right? That's, yeah, it was awful. <laughs> it was. <laughs> if you like it, we're good. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. So they didn't buy? No, they did buy it and they oh, didn't good. paint it. Yeah. That's good. So, oh, yeah, but there was nowhere to run or hide from that. That's funny. Um, <clears throat> what about just uh, in regards to the, the clients and the relationship building? Um, if you are going to like to take it to the next step, let's say like let's say someone's starting to build a relationship, right? And they're they or they maybe have done one deal with that client, but it, it didn't go perfect, right? Like, how do you improve with a relationship? How do you keep that client for a long time, you know, because maybe a deal went through or maybe you have a deal with a client, but it doesn't go perfect, right? There's always some, there's always right. usually some kind of speed bumps that's going to happen mm. within that transaction. So when, when you're dealing with that, you know, how do you overcome that or how do you take that to the next level with that, or with that client to maintain a relationship for a long time? I think that you, you can never be you can never be prideful and not say, I'm sorry. I think, you know, when you know you've made a mistake, you just say, you know, I'm sorry. This isn't going like I hoped. Right. And I'm sure it's not going like you hoped. So we just need to take a step back here and let me know what I can do better. Like right. sometimes I hope that they'll call. One way that, to kind of patch up things when they've gone rough is they'll, they will reach out for names mm -hmm. of uh, vendors and mm -hmm. people. And if you give them someone good that you really trust mm -hmm. that's done a good job, a lot of times that'll kind of okay. help. Does cool. that make sense? Yeah, like that makes if they've sense. Got, if they need a pet groomer, you know, when they move here, if they need somebody yeah. to wallpaper, what, yeah. whatever. That yeah, point them in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And not, and not 100% are going to send you referrals. Right. It's just human nature. Yeah. You know, we've yeah. all got different personalities. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people are a little bit more closed minds and people are more open minds. Yeah. It all depends, right? Mm -hmm. Well, again, um, well, we have a, a standard within the RP experience where we get to ask all of our guests the same three questions. Um, and that first question to you is how has a failure or an apparent failure set you up for a later success? And do you have a favorite failure of yours? Well, once I um, was showing property in Lexington, and it was a snowy day and it was to a corporate client. And uh, we were looking at new construction, and I locked up my keys in the car. <laughs> so that was bad. That was that was not good because trying to get someone to come out. It was a really cold day. So and they were with you too. So you locked yeah. both of everyone oh, yeah. out. Mm -hmm. I had us all locked out, just in a new construction house. No flurries going through. So. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and I could only imagine how cold. So at that point, I always made sure I carried both sets of keys with me. Right. Of course, now we've got keyless entry and yeah, all, all this, that other but that stuff. Was, yeah. Uh, yeah, so you just have to think about how to be prepared. I think for were they dressed ready? They, were they dressed mm, appropriately? Not, not really. No, it was it was a <laughs> it was a long day. It was a long afternoon. But I the uh, yeah, the corporate relocation lady from the office I was with, she had to come Rescue. pick us up, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just got my car later. That's <laughs> Well, note to self, always make sure you can get back yeah. into your car yeah. in case you're and, walking. And yeah, and make sure your make sure your clients are comfortable. You know, keep it's hot down here. Keep water in your car. Keep a little Yeah. <clears throat> the next question is when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused and you've lost that focus temporarily, what do you do to kind of restart? I try to get outside. Mm -hmm. I try to walk. Mm -hmm. I try to think 
through why I feel so stressed. And will what I'm so stressed about, will it matter tomorrow? Mm, will it matter long term? I mean, really, you can get yourself in such a mess. And when you kind of step back and look and think, is that going to yeah. affect how, how big is this deal really? You know, so being stressed out can just, it can really derail you. For sure, right? for sure. It so, messes with your mindset. So I think getting back to nature, taking long walks, listening to music. Okay. Good music. What kind of music? Getting on like? the treadmill. <laughs> the 70s. Okay. There we go. <laughs> the 70s. And I like, uh, I like yacht rock. And, okay. You know, uh, Love it. Yeah, that kind of music. Interesting. Some country. I like country music. Country is good. Mm -hmm. I uh, I love country uh, music. It, I don't know, like especially you know going out on the water or something. Oh, listening yeah. to country music to me is so relaxing. Oh yeah, so uh -huh. good. So I love it. So there's one last question. What are bad recommendations or advice you hear in in your industry? I hear agents trying to move um, clients or customers up in price. And I think that's just so wrong. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, with the MLS portal that we set up for our customers, to, you know, and they know they can receive that ASAP once a week, right. twice a week, whatever they want, once a day. But um, I, they, they're they smart. Our buyers down here are smart people. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. So if they want to move up in price, they'll make that decision when they come down and look in the price range that they've selected. And that's totally true. You didn't see what I'm saying on well, that? Yeah. Usually so I'm like, there's. Why would you try to? Why, you know, I do. I hear them moving people up. I'm like, I wouldn't like that. If I go right. get a car, I know exactly what I usually want. I don't need them moving me up in something I right. couldn't even start. Right. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the people down here um, are second home buyers. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like they've gone through the process plenty of times, right? right. They're right. probably pretty smart at their money if they're able to buy a second mm -hmm. or third home. Um, so ad adjusting that on their behalf, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I hear agents like try to talk buyers out of getting inspections. Well, even with an as-is, they can still get an inspection. I mm -hmm. mean, why would you not do that? Yeah, at least know what you're getting yourself mm -hmm. into. Yeah. That's so true. So true. Well, we are already out of time. Time flies when you're having fun, right? Yeah. Um, so, Lee, thank you so much for joining us today. It was an absolute pleasure chatting with oh, you. Oh, thank you, Andrew. Thanks. Thank it's always good to see you. It's great seeing you. I appreciate all you do for this community. Oh, thank you. So it wouldn't wouldn't be a community without amazing agents and partners like you guys and great partners that help make it happen. So thank we you. really appreciate it. So as always, the RP Experience is extremely thrilled to have you on here. We're here at VentureX in the podcast room. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and stay tuned for the next episode. So all right, we'll see you guys.